0: Need new shoes. Yeah, yeah. I said, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, to me. stop, don't stop, don't stop, me this. Hello, this is Ryan Chapman with Fix Your Funnel. We're excited today to be interviewing Ross Walker. Ross Walker has a company called How Diddle. And if I were to use one word to describe Ross, it would be easy to get along with. I guess that's not one word, is it? It's kind of like a phrase. Uh, <laughs> Ross one, he's got a brilliant mind for automation and marketing, those two tools are really important if you're using a FusionSoft especially. But um, he really has a mind and it really does well for working with people who are, are trying to improve the world by getting their specific skill set or information out into the world. He has just a way of, of figuring out how those funnels, how those processes need to come into play to really make a business out of teaching people important information versus just a hobby. So with that introduction, Ross, I guess I kind of give a little bit of hint, but tell us about your business. What is it that you do?
1: Well, thanks Ryan. I, my main focus is like what you said. I I like to help people be able to enjoy their business by getting the automation into their marketing and into their systems so they can do more of what they love. Most people don't like doing the mundane and repetitive tasks. So if I can help them automate and make their business a lot funner, that's what I'm about. Usually that comes down to helping them implement Infusionsoft and tools like Fix Your Funnel. Um, But whatever it takes to help them identify and automate those systems is what I'm here for.
0: So how did you get started into this business? I'm always curious about people's origin story, if you will. Um, What led you to where you are today? Could you say that there was a path or is it something that was sprung on you or how did you get to here?
1: Oh, it's, it's a wonderful story of failures, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> I, that's pretty common. That's my yeah. story.
1: Clear, clear back in 2000 is, is when I first started my first online um, adventures, helping people build e-commerce sites and websites back just in time for the bubble to burst. Um, and then to kind of condense my long story, in between then and now, I've started a few of my own companies and businesses. And I have always ended up either being the... Uh, CIO in charge of the tech or the CEO in charge of everything, but my strength was always in identifying the systems, getting them there, and then usually ended up having to be the geek and create those systems with whatever software was available. Well, the last one that we did was uh, I helped build a mortgage servicing company, and there was no good software. So I created the software and got it up and running and all the systems around it and built it all in. It took a few years, but um, business did great for a while. Until then, of course, next bubble. And as I moved on, I really enjoyed, I'm like, you know, I want to do what's really fun. It's always been the marketing, you know, helping the business grow and grab a market. The funniest thing was, is uh, I stumbled across Infusionsoft because I was looking to have to create another piece of business automation software for myself. And as I was just scrolling through the internet, I heard wind of it. And one of my friends was saying, well, Ross, before you start writing code again, you should look at this. I'm like, all right, John, I'll check it out. And uh, John led me that way. And I looked at Infusionsoft and I swear I stared at the screen for like an hour, just shaking my head because the last few years of that mortgage business, I'd created what Infusionsoft did specifically for the mortgage business. And I was like, if someone would have showed this to me, I could have saved so much time. And that's kind of what ignited me about this. I'm like, i got to show this to other online businesses, and a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs, so then I, I would show them, I'm like, hey, you got to check this out. All these things can be done for you. We just have to build a system around your business, and in the last, what, two years that I've been using Infusionsoft, that's what I've been doing.
0: That's really cool, I, and you said something to me that is really key, which is you go and take existing processes, and you automate those. You don't you know, just start shooting from the hip. You're taking uh, something that they're already doing and just making it leveraged, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. If I if I try to create my own system, how I think their business should be run, I can create it in Infusionsoft, and as soon as I launch it, nobody uses it. If I don't make their existing job easier, they won't use it. But when I show them like, hey, these steps you already did, now you just do it with one or two clicks, or see this dashboard, then they jump right on like it's their own idea which is really key for them to adopt a process.
0: Go into that a little bit more. I mean, I think that's a, a big, really important point that a lot of people miss accidentally and ends up costing them and then they end up pointing the finger in the wrong direction. What is it about this, the, the existing processes that is so important as you're coming in to automate?
1: I think probably the most glaring example that I see time after time is with salespeople. You know, salespeople have one thing in mind. i got to make the sale, close that sale to get commission, and they have ways that they know that work to do it. So if I walk in and say, hey, this is what your pipeline should look like, and this is the messages you really have to be sending to these people, they'll just kind of shake their head and they'll just continue on with what works to generate their commission and their sales process. But if I take half a day and sit down with a room full of just salesmen and say, what do you guys do that works? And they'll tell me all about it. I'm like, if you had 48 hours in the day, what else would you do to close even more sales? And then they get really excited and they list all those out. And I just turn it back. I'm like, okay, according to this whiteboard, this is what you do that works. This is what you do that will work even better. And this is how you make sure nothing slips through the cracks. Is that right? And when they agree to that, I'm like, great. I'm going to go build this for you. If I do, then you'd use it. And that question, I mean, everything that they said is on the whiteboard. And they're like, yeah, we would love that. And that, as compared to me saying, oh, you have to do this step and this step and this step, that will fail every time. But if it's their idea and I build their thoughts or their vision, I should say, they, they never walk away. They love it and come up with more ideas next six months. They have me back again, improving that same pipeline.
0: That's And that I think that's so cool. Um. That's a process that can be lost on some of us, um, you know. As we, we're going in, is getting the buy-in from everybody that yeah. we're working with. Even if it's your own team, right? Even oh yeah. If, if it's your sales team, you know, if you want to come at them and say, "Hey, here's the way we do it. Here, you better do it this way." Um, that's sometimes it's tough to get them on board. But, yeah. But your approach, you know, that's that's brilliant. So, what what would you say are the ways that you like to come into a business to really get leverage for them? Where, where you see where do you see the low hanging fruit, and where's the big opportunities when you come to work with a company?
1: Um, I'll speak in the last six months. The ones that I'm seeing that just just get me excited and just kind of shaking my head at the same time is when people do so much money. They spend money on lead generation, whether that be direct mail, billboards pay per click ads, whatever it is, and they're sitting on names and email addresses or names and phone numbers and they're too busy servicing customers or trying to close a sale to nurture any leads. Mm. And so when I when I can say, hey, that big pool of information right there, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, that's when we get time to it pool. I'm like, let first thing, let's just build a campaign to check all those people, let the good ones rise to the top. They raise their hands and say, Please sell me. And that, that's one of the first things I always look for in a business is all the stuff that's just sitting stagnant that was interested at one time. Let's either close those or move on, but let's get all those new ones coming into an actual flow.
0: What's your process? That I mean, how do you, how do you go about building something like that or designing that with a,
1: with a client? Well, if I'm really, really lucky like really lucky maybe that list has been segmented in some way maybe it's just saved off in different levels of excel files say well these came to our open house these came through our website and these came through our networking event or a event trade show that we went to if we're lucky they're done like that so we can specifically get a campaign message to go to those Mm -hmm. if not what i found success in is if it's just one big blob of contacts We'll do a survey style like, hey, it's been a while since we've connected with you. We've got a lot of great things, but our most important asset is you. What could we do for you? And then we run them through a, a small survey to say, hey, are you interested in A, B, or C? And as those people segment themselves through that survey, then we can start to say, okay, hey, look, if these, these people are telling us they're interested in the following things. Let's launch this next campaign and start rebuilding that relationship let's give them some good content let's give them some free stuff to show that we really do care even though we ignored them for a while and uh let's see if we can rekindle that fire in them and who's willing to buy and who's willing to do business with us that's brilliant
0: uh, i always know when i hear a great idea because i start thinking about 20 ways that i can implement that. <laughs> um, i got i've got an old database that we need to start warming up we didn't have any need to um of course we appreciate the people and we're glad that we had made contact with them at some point but we really hadn't been working with them and I can yeah. see right now how we can use that approach to warm them up for uh, something that we want to be able to help them with in the future. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: If nothing else it'll help you clean your list, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know I think so many of us find ourselves in that position because the the natural tendency is to solve problems with new leads. We need yeah. new, new business. We need new leads. That's going to fix the problem of the business today. And so frequently, that's really not the real solution. It's got to be part of the formula, obviously, because you got to be putting people into the funnel. But normally, a yeah. uh, disproportionate share of attention has gone there, and we, we fail to nurture those people that we have that have... They raised their hand. I mean, they, they had to have shown interest in some way, unless you bought the list, right? Yeah. So, I mean... They are qualified to be talked to, to learn more about what we offer or do. That's awesome. You said it,
1: you said it perfect there, Ryan. Right? I mean, you said a disappor- disappropriate amount of the attention that business owners don't know it, but that is the, one of the biggest problems they see they wanna solve. They say, I know all these things are important. I just can't do them all. And if I can help them balance out that attention so everything gets the right kind of love. Well said, I'll just put my stamp on what you said there.
0: Sweet. Well, and the the thing is, is we know, we all know this. If you ask somebody, what's the most expensive part of the customer cycle? It's the customer acquisition, right? Yep. Or the lead acquisition, to be honest. Um, Our conversion, if we just focus on our conversion, normally there's, like you're saying, an untapped, like, revenue source that's sitting there. It's just, it's money that wants to come to you if you'll just allow it by paying a little bit of attention to that. So that's awesome that that's the first place you see. Uh, people getting major leverage in their business. Um, what? Now I know you use Fix Your Funnel. In fact, you're one of our certified Fix Your Funnel partners. Which, just so people listening have an idea of, of how big a deal that is, we've had over 70 people start that process and only six finish. So <laughs> it is. Uh, it's it's and Ross can attest to this. It's like 11 hours of training, and then you got to do a video test and. It's designed to kind of make you wonder, like, why am I doing this? In part, but Ross got through that. And um, tell us about what are some ways that you're using Fixture your Funnel in your business or your client's business that you feel is the most valuable.
1: You know, it's uh, Fixture Funnel is a lot like Infusionsoft in the fact that even if you just use the obvious stuff right on top, it's well worth the money. But as you dig in there and find more and more stuff. You're just like, wow, this tool is humongous. So the easy ones, the way I implement for a lot of people, is texting conversations. You, the tool makes it just so easy to create a conversation. But I have never met anybody who knew that was possible. None of my clients it, it, even comprehended that we could pull something like that off. So it makes and you the, look
0: awesome. Huh?
1: Oh, yeah. It makes me look like a hero. And the fact that it's easy on your end so I don't have to spend hours and hours creating it, I love. Yeah. Um, so I, I use it as a sales tool because I'll call up a client. Um, and after we've had a, a brief you know, pain dig to see kind of where their pains are, and I have a, even a slight guess at their funnel, I've used it to close sales and say, hey, you know what, just for fun, I'm going to send you a text tonight. And I want you just to roll with it. And they're like, well, whatever. And so I'll, I'll run them through a conversation and then later, next morning, I'll go back through and I'll say, "This is what you did. I was asleep the whole time, or I was out at dinner with my family. You went through this conversation, and all these things happened, and that's closed sales for me." That's awesome. So, that's that, that's really been good.
0: really fun. That's good for me to hear because you know we we kind of slave away trying to think of how that we can make something that's useful, and then once we have it useful. You know, we like to iterate on it, make it better. Like, I don't know if, if you've noticed the speed difference in our SMS yeah. conversations recently. That was like a few months of, you know, banging head against the wall, trying to think of how we can make it better. And, you know, it. I like tried it out yesterday because we we're doing some tests on some improvements we we're doing on the back end. And I know it maybe sounds weird or whatever, but I was like so excited. I was almost scared it was so fast. I'll put it that yeah. way. <laughs> I was like. I just barely pushed send and that came back. Part of it's probably because I'm on LTE now versus my 4S that I had before. Right. Uh, but it is so fast now. It's just was like, dang it. I know that at this moment we have you know, someone was sending a big broadcast out to their database and we had like 16,000 text messages going out at that exact same moment. But it didn't matter. You
1: know? That's awesome.
0: So it's for me, it's exciting to hear that it's making a difference for you as well as your clients. Um, I know on that particular feature, um, we have a lot of uh, speakers that use the service. And I know you have a number of clients that are speakers, and that's one of your areas of specialty. Um, They swear by it. And the math on it just makes total sense. I mean, you can't can't beat the ROI if somebody has what you just described in terms of a long-term nurture. Once they put someone in their database through that SMS conversation lead capture, it's just so tight. It's... It's exciting. It's fun. I'm glad yeah. to hear that that's working well. What's another, you said that was one thing that's just right on top of the service. What's another thing that you guys see good results with?
1: Yeah, for sure, conversations. Um, and then actually the next level for me of importance is the bots. The I, I tell people all the time about these bots and they're like, I didn't even know Fixture Funnel had those. And so as I go and show off the bots, and so, um, matter of fact, the, the one I implemented lately I have a client who uses a lot of referring agents. He's got affiliates out there feeding them leads. Mm-hmm. And so we built it so that they can collect those leads by text message now. Cool. And so he collects them that way. And then every week we run a bot to count the referrals. Um, I think it was called a referral bot. It might be. It might be. I think it might be called just referral bot. But So he's got right there. He can always see who his leading ones are. And when they hit certain levels, say, hey, this one's at, 18 referrals, boom, then they get a gift or a drawing. I can't remember what he was rewarding them with, but he knows who his leading ones are and oh, congratulates gosh. them and, and watches those. And now we're going to uh, implement some of the reporting bots so we can watch his revenue and his sales totals.
0: That is so huge. I mean, it, it, anybody that's listening, you need to think about that one right there. One of the, One of the most leveraged um sources of business that any business can have is referrals yeah. i mean the the best the best possible method i mean you, we can go out we can get them cold um we can get you know kind of like an affiliate or what have you but when you get that like referral in the method that you're talking about there and yep. these are referral sources which is an important distinction between a referral because like i can tell you hey you should go check out you know this company And that's great. I do that once. I do that once with you. And then that's it. But if you got somebody that's referring repetitively, what happens for most people is they're not even aware it's happening. And because they're not aware of it's happening, they can't even take care of the person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if you guys were taking the send out cards functionality and, and getting that automated in there. So you're sending brownies when they hit certain points as well, in addition to some of the other things that they're doing to reward people that, but you can, I mean, just with something as simple as that, um, sending some brownies, sending some cookies, you can have a huge impact because nobody else shows up that way.
1: No one else does it. And in you know, fact, the, you're
0: tracking that is just amazing. I think that's just so huge.
1: One of the funnest things that, and, and we thought it was somewhat small, but you know, you put out to market and you'll come to be surprised what the market appreciates is, you know, they send in that referral and then the company works on the referral and whether it comes to a successful closing or a no-sell, as they move that through their Infusionsoft pipeline, it triggers one more time and says, hey, Mr. Joe, we appreciate that referral. I put the name in there, and it says we were able to close that business. It's added to your commissions. And so they use fixture Funnel again at the end of the process and say, hey, update. This is where we're at. Update. We closed it or update. We didn't close it, but we look forward to your next one so and nobody and that, does that how is that
0: sent via text
1: yeah we send that out via text
0: that is so cool i just got goosebumps i don't know does that make me weird
1: <laughs> no because i when they, when they thought of it i'm like hey that's so easy to implement let's just try it and when the market those guys came it, back huh? and they're like people are raving about this this is the coolest thing they've ever seen
0: well nobody does that right
1: when yeah we, nobody does that
0: when we uh we get a referral i mean gosh no i i feel bad i gotta take care of that <laughs> um, you know you get a referral and you, and you don't let people know how the process goes you know it kind of puts them in the dark but that feedback loop i'm sure that encourages it more referrals is that what they found besides the fact that they love it do they get yeah
1: more now referrals? they get more referrals too because they're they're not the only game in town these guys could send referrals to anywhere but this is the only one that keeps you updated and say hey we got your referral okay we're working your referral okay we closed your referral
0: well i just have to say ross you're a genius that is that is amazing It was fun. Um, So those are the first two layers then that you're doing is you're using incoming SMS for lead capture. You're using the bots. It sounds like then you're also using outbound text messages to relay important information beyond marketing, but actually in relationship cultivation, which is cool. i would never even considered how useful that would be because, I mean, you know that we internally use text messaging to notify ourselves of important things that are going on, but I can see how valuable that must be to people that are referral sources to know, hey, here's how things are going.
1: Yeah, they've, they've raised the bar quite a bit. Their competitors have a long way to go to catch up.
0: That's amazing. Are you what, Now, I know you use some of our other services as well. Which one do you feel like people get most excited about after those two?
1: Um, after conversations and bots, after that, it's kind of specialized. It's hard to say for sure which one really okay. flips or switch. Um, I think it's probably just introducing, say we think of bots as in like all in one type of thing. Sure. But the customers don't realize like, oh my gosh, you can count my referrals. I don't call it a bot to them. I'm like, yeah, yeah I can tally up your referrals and now let me change this date or you know, tag times and things like that. So it's some of the behind the scenes administrative stuff that I do with them. So again, it's you making me look smarter than I am because once I get them on Fix Your Funnel, I use the bots behind the scenes and say, hey, we were able to do this for you. And they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know Infusionsoft could do that. like, well, it does now. like, oh, okay. And so as you know, anytime you make me look cool, I deeply appreciate that.
0: (laughs) Well, that's good. Glad to help. You know, one area that we're using another bot that, I don't know if this would be valuable for you, but we use the social bot sort of oh, as yeah. as a method of determining how good the email address is that we just got, right? Yeah. Because I don't know about you. I, I have several email addresses. Most of them come into one box, but I have a spam email for sure. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm not interested in having more email in my inbox, I'll use the spam email. You know, if I'm not totally sold on the person, maybe I just want to check out their report or whatever, but I don't necessarily need to filter more email out. um, I'll go that route. Well, that one's not associated with any social media profiles. My real email address is. And so that's how someone could tell, hey, is this is this guy? interested a level of interest from a gallery guy could be determined by their social bot scoring part i mean it wouldn't be my only indicator but it certainly would be an indicator that i would use to determine hey maybe this is someone we need to have on the phone with yeah you know what i mean if i've collected a phone number in the
1: process and- i forgot to mention i'm i'm implementing that one this week actually for a company oh very they get, cool they get some really really cold leads uh-huh. um so they're going imp- to they input those into my internal form i run social bot and the one that comes back with any results, any decent results at all, they're having the salesman go out and connect with those people on all those social networks they can find before they call. Very cool. So, um, yeah, it was pretty slick. I like that one.
0: I'm looking forward to hearing how that goes. I mean, with our old database, I'm thinking about pushing them through the social bot just to determine which of the emails that we have in there are still valid. Yeah. So it's, it's a good indicator for determining some some metrics that you wouldn't normally have access to when you just have an email address. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. I appreciate you uh, sharing what's going on with Fix Your Funnel in your business. Um, The kind of my closing question I really wanted to ask you is what success principle do you attribute your growth and success to? If you had to boil it down to one or two success principles, what would those be? And I normally find that these are not technical things, you know, (laughs) Yep, <laughs> but there, there's something that runs deeper, and usually this is the most important part to our whole discussion.
1: Yeah, the uh, I know I'm going to slaughter it, but at least I can hopefully give the right attribution, is an old Zig Ziglar quote. If I help other people get what they want, then I'll get what I want. Yeah. And I found that to be true. It reminds me to put myself in the backseat, even though it's so fun to get into someone's business and look at what they're doing and and, and wow, this is so fun. I have to remind myself not to say, well, if I were you, I would do this and try to redo their business. I'm like, hey, what do you want? And let me get that for you. And then they're pleased as punch and I get what I want.
0: Do you find that once you've you've put their priorities first that then they tend to ask you for more insight going forward?
1: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Because that operates on a huge level of trust. They see that I caught their vision and if I become part of their tribe and their biggest cheerleader, and they know that, and they're like, they look at me as a new tool that says, here's a guy who knows stuff in the tech end that I know nothing about, but I know that his vision is aligned with mine, they'd never, ever leave. I mean, they they come to me with stuff I don't even know about because they want to run it past me first. Yeah. And and I I want nothing more than to be that source. So they ask me everything first. So if there's something I can do, I get the business. And if not, I can give it to someone in my network so that we just strengthen each other.
0: So tell tell me a little bit more about what is it that you find to be your ideal client? I mean, how do you know when you found the right match for you? Because obviously not everybody is a match for everyone. Right. How, how do you know who is that person who's just right for you?
1: I'm usually, like numbers-wise, I'm looking anywhere from... Two to 25 employees, somewhere just just barely above or below, say, the million dollar in annual revenue, mm-hmm. um, want to know that they've already proven the success of their product or service, and their main thing is scaling. If, if their biggest trouble is scaling or that whole thing that we discussed before, hey, I'm spending so much time closing my killer product, I don't have enough time to lead nurture or to referrals, if, if that's their biggest thing, that's my perfect client.
0: So, And what you do is you basically come in and you find the hidden money and you hand it to them.
1: Yep. Say, here's, here's a whole bunch of money that you, were, that you knew you were stepping over. You didn't know how to harvest. So let's get that first. And then they always say, hey, now that you did that, help me improve the stuff that I think I'm doing okay with. If they know they're closing sales but I can bring new money out of this, they always come back and say, hey, what could you do on this? You know, you did so well over there. Now help me close some. Okay, now help me deliver and wow and get referrals.
0: Now, it sounds like, based on the examples you gave, you still have a little bit of a foot in the mortgage real estate industry. Yeah. And then I know that from projects we've worked on with upsells and stuff like that, that you work with people who are in the information marketing principally, it seems like it's been authors or speakers who maybe want to have a back end to their business or have a back end, but want to scale it. Is, is that yep. accurate then?
1: Yeah, that that's right on. There's been a lot lately that, that come to me saying, hey, I know I've got a message. I've got my, my book or my presentation, and I even have a small tribe growing. But in order for me to do this, I have to step it up and I can't spend my time doing all this. I have to speak and be seen. So, Support the rest of my company without me hiring a hundred people and that's great
0: That's got to make you super excited when someone comes to you with that story because you know exactly how to work with them Yeah, I mean when I'm hearing some of the things that I've heard and I don't know if everybody else listening is picking up on On these little pieces, but when I hear some of the the cues that I've heard as you're talking um, It makes me think man if I were a speaker I don't want to be talking to Ross <laughs> <laughs> because I know all the work that, that goes into laying out those processes in the background. And the fact that you have mastery over uh, all these different tools um, and, and the fact that you have that understanding of, I, I will say that there there is a certain advantage to to working with somebody who has like a programming background when it comes to yeah. marketing automation, because the, the programming background person thinks a little bit different than the rest of the world and so you have a little slightly different perspective on on the whole process so you can you tend to do things in a way that is non-repetitive in terms of work and maintenance because you have to think about not only creating something but creating something that can be maintained and improved over time Um, and that's a very different mindset from the person who maybe just worked in support for Infusionsoft or you know, that worked in these other areas and maybe doesn't have that kind of whole And I'm not downgrading anybody else, but what I'm saying is it's a very different mindset to come and look at a automation system from the perspective of someone who's coded before because yep. you have to have that kind of that vision for who else is going to come behind me and maintain this, who else might come behind me and update it. And will this be something that can be done by by other people as I go forward? It's kind of a, almost like a scouting type of thought process.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. The if, if you get someone who's written code and had to think in a modular way, um, your campaigns are just better. <laughs> Not too to my own horn because I've followed other Infusionsoft guys around and compared campaigns, and the guys that have written code or currently write code, those campaigns are just easier, like you said, easier to maintain.
0: Yeah. Well, Hey, excellent. Anything that you would like to close out with Ross? I've really enjoyed this, this uh, interview. I I have, I have personally learned, um, quite a bit, which is exciting for me. I expected that, but it's still exciting for me to have it, have that happen. I really appreciate you sharing your insights and what you're doing to help, uh, small businesses here in the United States. And I guess you've worked with some people internationally, haven't you?
1: Yeah, been um, worked with pe- got people in Australia, um, one in England, so been out there.
0: All right, international businessman.
1: <laughs> there you go, <laughs>
0: Ross. Anything you would close with? Uh, any way that people could get a hold of you? Because I think that there might be some people that have questions for you after yeah. this interview.
1: You can always catch me. The website is howdiddle.com or Twitter Ross J Walker out there. Um, let me throw this out there, Ryan. Yeah. This, this was not solicited. He didn't ask me for any of this. But one of the reasons I love the Fix Your Funnel tool, along with just its current functionality, but in the time I've seen it go along and happen to go through that seriously crazy certification test, um, <laughs> one one of the reasons I think it's so awesome is it's created and maintained by small business owners, I mean, by you. Every bot that I see come out, every new feature that I see come out, it's not frivolous, it's exactly what a small business needs. It was born out of need, and it makes it so much easier to implement. It's like you're just a half a step in front of me. And on the few times that i have like, I wonder if I'll hit the uh, message boards and someone else has said, hey Ryan, what if it did this? And lo and behold, 30 days later, Fix Your Funnel does that. I'm like, that is absolutely amazing. And so being supported by a product that can iterate quick develop quick and listens to people, that's why it's gonna to continue to grow. So thank you and your team.
0: Oh, it's our pleasure. I mean, yes, we we enjoy uh, paying the bills and, and enjoying life, but we we do our driving passion as a team, and this isn't just me, it's it's all our developers, it's our customer support team, is really to support the small business owner and, you know, to give people who are supporting the small business owner like you the ability to really shine. And use all your skills because I've been there where you want to do something, but the technology just doesn't allow for it. Yeah. And it's so frustrating to know that it is so close and yet so far and uh, being able to, to allow you guys to really shine. And like I'm telling you that, that some of the things you shared on, on this call, I've never even considered. So, <laughs> And that's what I love. I love hearing about how people like like you that are out there helping small business owners with the FusionSoft with marketing in general are thinking of ways to really make the process I mean that referral source method that you're using, that's got me all giddy because that is <laughs> that is huge. Um what that does for a business, what that does for the people who work for the business, what that does for the people who are serviced by the business, it just improves everybody's life. And that's what that's what it's really all about. So thank you, Ross. We honor you for all the work that you do, for your ingenious application of not only the, the Fix Your Funnel stuff, but of all the, the tools that you put to work for your uh, clients and customers. And we just appreciate you making the time to be on today's interview. It, it's been really a, a treasure.
1: Hey, you bet. It's always fun to talk to you. Yeah!